Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the Athlete Cafe. Hi, guys. I'm Carly, former collegiate lacrosse player. I'm Abby, former gymnast and collegiate dancer. I'm Frances, former collegiate track athlete. And I'm Emily, former collegiate volleyball player. Let's get into today's topics and see what's on the menu. Large cappuccino. Orders up. Welcome back. It's the same thing I say every time. I gotta figure out something new. That's just gonna be your catch line. Is that my catch line? Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Cool. Well, no, seriously, we're excited to be back. We're excited to kind of break down into a new topic. We're going to actually be um, switching up the vibe a little bit in a sense of like our target audience, so to speak. So um, in the last episode, I don't know if anyone remembers, but um, Carly had a little blip in there about spotlight. Carly Spotlight. <laughs> Everyone take my picture. <laughs> um, she had a little little comment about just how um, parents communicate with their kids and how to best do that with like the car ride home and all of that. So we kind of felt like it would be a good transition to um, kind of target the parents in this episode a little bit. So I know we said way back when in our first episode, we want this podcast to be able to be applicable for athletes, coaches, parents, and I mean, even the stuff that we direct towards athletes, like coaches and parents can do, but we feel like it would be important to touch on some things that we feel we see with our parents and things that our kids talk about regarding communication and relationships with their parents. Mm -hmm. So we thought this would be a good time to like start with that and branch out to a different, um, just, set of people to kind of address. Um, so we're going to be talking to you parents today. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, kids, if athletes, if you're listening to this, like, and this stuff resonates with you, like show this to your parents or Mm -hmm. like take the things we're going to talk through today and kind of try and change the way you communicate with your parents. Like anyone can learn from this, but we're kind of just talking on more since situations with parents, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, huge disclaimer here. None of us are parents. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> None, None of us, us have kids. No, nope. um, I do have two cats. <laughs> yes. But I get it. I get it. Yeah, we're not parents. Not parents. <laughs> not the, the level that we're kind of getting at here. Right. So um, we always like to be super upfront with that of because, I mean, we don't have that direct experience. So this is we are just pulling from our expertise, our education, and just what we've what we've seen with our kids that we've yeah. worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are not experts in any means. I know, I mean, any parent, it's hard to say who's an expert in parenting, yeah, right? right. It's, there's no handbook for it, but um, we like to be very upfront and honest about that because mm-hmm. um, we don't take credit for any of that. <laughs> yeah. And also, you guys know your kids the best. So anything that we say, again, kind of like we said with our coping with mistakes, different tools, like take these things, modify it, you know, have these conversations with your kids in the best way that you feel is good for your family dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just a few of our other just disclaimers before we get into right. some stuff today. Yeah, right. These are just kind of like our mental performance suggestions mm-hmm. and, you know. And parents, you guys are a huge part of the athlete experience. Yes, and yes. we like, I mean, I know growing up, my dad was a huge part of my athlete experience. Mm-hmm. My mom was too, just in different ways. So we appreciate you guys and everything that you do. And mm-hmm. we just want to help give tips to, you know, I wish my dad could have handled a few things a little differently in the past, you know, and that's okay. He did the best that he could. Right um, but yeah. if we can provide these tips, hopefully someone can pick something up. If you're struggling to communicate with your athlete or even just handle post-game or co- post-competition, Mm-hmm. Um, situations. Yeah. Right. And I like to say too, I feel like, um, you know, obviously the work that we do with our athletes, I mean, is closely tied to parents. I mean, we have some parents who are like, I don't want any part of this. Just work with my kid. 
mm-hmm. make them feel better. And then we have some parents who are definitely more heavily involved, depending yeah. on the age of their athlete or what they have going on, the sport. But um, I think one of the biggest questions that um, our parents ask, and I see if you guys agree with this, but they literally, we have like monthly update calls with parents. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the big questions is like, we'll get feedback on just how the sessions have been and, you know, how the parents are viewing the progress, if they've seen any, and they'll just be like, what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. They just want to help. Like, how can I help? How can I make this experience better for my athlete at home? Which is just like such a great thing to hear because it's, it's so amazing to see these parents and how much they want to help their kids and how Mm -hmm. much like the way that they're seeing their kids struggle and change it to success. Like it is, it is just so awesome to see that collaboration going Mm -hmm. on from our perspective. So I think that's why communication, communicating, for parents is our big kind of overarching theme today. But I don't know when I get that question from parents, I think the biggest thing I say is like, just listen to your athlete, Mm -hmm. like let them talk to you, kind of give them space, like really take in what they're doing. Um, listen to them. I know active listening is a big thing we talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know I define active listening as like being able to truly hear what someone's saying and not just like, glazing over and oh that sucks or oh that feels great or oh thanks for telling me like you truly are listening to what they're saying and trying Mm -hmm. to understand where they're coming from and why they're saying the things that they're saying um so I guess how do you guys I know you guys get that question a lot so yeah how do you go down that path with parents yeah I I kind of like just say the same thing of like just let like your athlete guide that communication Mm -hmm. like because I know like a lot of times like parents are asking like what can I do like after games or like to like um if my kid is like really struggling like how should I handle that and it's like uh if your athlete like needs time to process let them sit stew process how they process if they need to vent let them vent if they need advice if they need support like have your athlete kind of like guide that conversation. Oh, yeah. um, so, and if yeah. they aren't guiding it, ask. Yes. Yes. Like use yes. direct communication yes. skills. Like we've talked about, like what do you need from me right now in the car mm-hmm. ride home? What do you need from me right now? Do you want to sit in silence? Great, let's sit in silence, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you want advice or do you want a solution on how to make your game better? Let's talk about it. Let's brainstorm, right? But um, I think the guiding piece, hopefully they will communicate that, but Mm -hmm. also opening up that conversation with your athlete of like, I want you to tell me what you want from me right now, right? Yeah. And I think an important thing with that, and um, Carly, I know you and I were talking about this the other day, you know, even in situations very much not related to sports is, you know, reminding yourself and reminding your athlete, like you don't necessarily have to agree with what your athlete is saying, but you need to listen to what your athlete is saying, right? So you might not understand their perspective, but their perspective is their reality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to understand, but you do have to listen. Um, And I think, you know, one of those things that I've had a lot of parents and a lot of the conversations that I have when my parents ask me that question is, you know, they're like, I... I want to start solving problems. I want to start giving them solutions because as parents, and, you know, I've learned this from talking with my own, you know, parents when I was in sports and since then is they, you notice your child is distraught or in distress or unhappy and you're, you want to fix it. You just want to fix it. And so I always kind of say to my parents that I talk to is, you know, that's your natural instinct is you want to solve the problem, right? But 
does your athlete need a solution or do they just need to vent, right? Yep. Because a lot of times I've found that the parents are like, well, I tell them, okay, let's talk to your coach. Let's do this. You know, mm -hmm. let's get you this resource. Let's get you that resource. And then the kids get more upset and they're more elevated and overwhelmed. And right. They just needed a, you know, I'm going to be okay. I don't need anything to change necessarily. I just need to vent for a minute. Mm -hmm. So my big you know, thing that I have when parents ask me that question is, you know, if they're not directing the conversation on what they need and they're not guiding where you need them to go, you know, stop them kind of in their tracks, even if you have to cut them off a little bit and say like, listen, do you need, do you need to vent or do you need a solution? Mm -hmm. Do you need me to fix anything or mm -hmm. do you just need to, you know, spew all of these thoughts that are in your head? And, you know, I think we've learned that, you know, we even do that on our session with these kids, right? They come in and they've had a tough week. It's, do you want me to give you some of these tangibles? Like we talked about yesterday or last episode with coping with mistakes. Do you, do you want the tangibles or do you just need an hour to sit here and vent, right? Yeah. Like offering both of those options so that you understand what they need and they are getting that resource. And they're able to like start learning how to advocate for what Which they one need. of those yeah. they need, yeah. I laugh too because... <laughs> Uh, parents, 99% of the time, your solution probably will help their problem, oh, right? For oh, sure. yeah. But um, I've had so many of my <laughs> teen athletes um, who are kind of in that hormonal phase of their life, and they're like, every single thing that my parent says, I I don't care what it is. They might be right, but I want to do the opposite. Right, right? just so because like, it's what they said. Just yep. because yep. it's what they said. So truly, like, to your point, Abby, just asking those questions, because if they're in that place of like, I don't care what you are about to say to me, but it's going to be wrong. It's <laughs> <Not laughs> probably not the best, the best route. Right, so. right. And even like you said earlier, sometimes it's just the moment in time that you're choosing to talk about it. Yeah. You know, if it's right after the game and they're frustrated with what their coach did or what their teammates did and you're trying to give them solutions, no. not going to go well. Yeah. Maybe a day or two after the game when they're calmed down or even later that night or whatever, later in the day might be a better time, yeah, might be right. more willing and open to listening, right? So it's also knowing, and again, you guys know your kids best, mm -hmm. knowing how they are emotionally after those games, whether it's a good game or a bad game, mm -hmm. and being able to know when the best time to communicate that is. But yeah, I love that venting or fixing. I use that in my daily life Oh, myself. absolutely, oh, yeah, right? people, like, just, in my relationship, anybody. anybody yeah. I think lovely. we use it with each other in the office, right? We're yeah. just having a bad day. You're like, do you want me to yeah. fix it? Do you just need to like to get it, it off your chest for a second? Yeah. And it, it helps to know which one of those you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes I think I want a solution and I will ask for a solution and then people start to give you them well, and you're like, wrong. actually, yeah. I think I just needed to <laughs> no. vent. Yeah. I just needed to vent for a yeah. minute. But you're not, you're not telling me the solution I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Emily's point though, because Abby, you always say this, like maybe your kid just needs to eat after their, their oh, yeah. game, oh right? Gosh. Like I, yeah. I always say, you do not want to know me when I'm hangry. I am a different human. Um, and my logical brain is not mm -hmm. on. So um, definitely after competitions, like I needed a big cheeseburger and then I would mm -hmm. be willing to yeah, have a conversation. Right? But I know. And that's why, and you mentioned this last episode and we talked about it all that all the time, that, that car ride home is a tricky one. It yeah. is tricky. Right. And, you know, even after a practice, right, your kid gets in the car and the first question you ask is, hey, how was practice, mm -hmm. right? And you could get any slew of responses, right? And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if they want to talk about it then, great, mm -hmm. right? But if you get a, it was fine, right? It's okay to leave it at that, yeah. right? You mm -hmm. don't have to go into, well, what's wrong? Yeah. 
what was good. Did you work on this? Did you work on this, right? Especially when you know it's something that they're struggling with, right? Gymnasts, like, or parents of gymnasts, if your kid has a mental block, I'm sure that is the first question. How'd your backhand springs on beam go today, Mm -hmm. right? And if they give you a one-word answer, that's okay. That's okay for right now. They need to rest and they need to eat, right? Mm -hmm. And once they do both of those things, they are going to be in a much better place to talk, right? Even if it's just the the 10-minute car ride home, they get home, they eat some dinner, and then they're ready. Or, you know, sometimes it's they need 24 hours. I need to sleep. I need to eat. I need to, you know, kind of forget Mm, about it, get out of that, you know, gymnast identity or sport identity. Because a lot of times, right, they were just at a four-hour long practice or a two-hour long practice where all they could think and do was their sport. They need some time. They don't want to talk about it for another half an hour at that point. So they need some food and they need some rest. And if you're noticing some conflict in the car ride home between you and your athlete or they're just, you know, extra frustrated, that's where they really get emotional, right? Try that. Try to give them food and rest before kind of diving into it. And I know I just actually did this with one of my athletes recently, but planning it out, like this is not something you figure out right after the game. Like before you go to Mm -hmm. practice to a game being like, okay, mom or dad, as you're like, have your athlete or even as you, the parent, like ask them, okay, if you have a bad game, what are you going to want to do afterwards? Figure it out. So that way Mm -hmm. when you get to the moment, you're not like uncomfortable or like, what do you want me to say? Or what do you want to do? Right. Right? Like talk about it ahead of time. So I actually had, he was a baseball player, had been having some struggles with his dad with communicating. He'd come off right off the field after the game and his dad would be like, boom, boom, boom. Like, why'd you Mm -hmm. do this? What's going on? How are you feeling? And he's just like, I would get so frustrated and it just caused such tension. And so we talked a little bit about communication styles. I kind of also talked to the dad a little bit about it. And he was on board for like kind of letting my client figure out what he needed to do. And so we came up with a plan, me and my athlete, and he basically told his dad, okay, after the game, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say anything. I want to wait till we get home and shower and eat. And the dad was like, okay. So my client did it and I came back and I saw him the next week and he's like, yep, I had a pretty bad game. I wasn't happy with how I played. My dad kind of gave me my space. It was awkward because usually my dad will say stuff <laughs> so to you're me. just staring at each so other. So we were kind of like, bit. we didn't know what to do because this was new and uncomfortable. But he's like, I went home, I showered, I ate. And then when I was ready, I went outside. My dad was just sitting on the porch. And I said, okay, dad, like, let's talk about it. And he's like, my dad gave me a lot of positivity and a lot of good feedback. And I was like, so awesome. I, was I like, love that. Do you think he would usually say stuff like that after the game as well? And he's like, I think so. But I just couldn't, couldn't I couldn't hear it, it yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear it the way that my dad was maybe trying to express. So he's like, I took it as angry, negative mm-hmm. feedback when my dad maybe wasn't always doing that. So he's but like, I, that's really I also, big. Like, I also really like that aspect too, because I like, I know sometimes, um, just because of how my parents experienced, like if I had a bad race, I know my parents are also like upset for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like on that car ride home, like their emotions are also like kind of high and kind of intense too. So allowing like both of you guys yeah. to just like, okay, let's not talk about it right now. Like let's kind of process it. Let's go home, eat, shower, whatever, like, and then get to it. I think that also gives the parent like that space and time to like process how they're feeling so that they can get their message across the right yeah, way. Did right you way. ever like <clears throat> think that your parent was upset with you instead of upset for you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's a good point. Many I never times. thought about that like different yeah. perspective of like 
they're upset in the car ride home, you take it personally maybe, right. but right. if but you give that time for them to chill out, relax, right. like they can voice then like, no, I'm just upset Absolutely. that you are Right, upset. because right. I can yes. imagine being a parent, like seeing your kid, like mm-hmm. knowing how hard they've worked, yeah. knowing how important this is for them and to kind of, you know, have that failure, mm-hmm. like that. I mean, think about it, like, just with your friends, like, you know that they, like, really wanted something and it just didn't happen or they're Mm -hmm. disappointed, they're upset, Mm -hmm. like, you feel it yourself and, like, I can't even imagine being a parent, Mm -hmm. like, just knowing that, like, that's your kid out there, right? right? And so I think that's such a great point of, like… I, I both just right and maybe it's process. maybe it's telling your kid that right being yeah, like right. I'm not upset with you right like I just like you're sad about it and like I'm sad because you're sad mm-hmm. right like that's an okay thing to tell your kid and yeah. telling your kid like I totally understand you don't want to talk about it right now but I want you to know I am here for you yes. when you are ready I'm here for you I'm here to support you and if you never want to talk about it that's okay too that's yeah okay yeah. that's okay yeah just vocalizing that support and mm-hmm. and um, making sure that they know that is super important. Yeah. And – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I think that would be – I know for a lot of my clients, it's like they feel like they have to talk about it. Like I've had so many kids say, I in the middle of my game, I knew <laughs> I wasn't playing well and all I could think about was – I got to get in the car and I'm going to have to talk to my mom and dad about it. Like they're going to hound me about why I did this. Why wasn't I doing this? Why was I? Mm -hmm. That's not what they should be thinking about in the middle of the game. They got enough going on, especially if they're not playing well. So being able to, I think, give that support and that perspective for them and having them feel like freeing of like, okay, don't have to talk about it with mom and dad too, or I can Mm -hmm. do it on my own time. And I think it's really important to point out. And I, you know, recently a couple of weeks ago had the opportunity to go and work with a really great, you know, facility and um, program. And I got to have a parent session with them. And it was a really cool experience. I've had some in the past where it's more, you know, me providing some tools, but this was a little bit smaller of a group. It was really one-on-one. And one of the moms said to me, she was like, you know, I really appreciate that you, you are acknowledging that you're not a parent because it's Mm -hmm. providing a different perspective. But she's like, you know, you get, you're going to get it wrong as a parent. She said, mm-hmm. she's like, you are going to mess up and you're going to yell at your kid because you're frustrated about how they played or their attitude, right? Or, you know, you're frustrated for them, but mm-hmm. it's coming off as you're frustrated at them, right? Or you're going to get into the car and you're going to want to deep dive into everything that went wrong. You are not going to let them come to you. You are going to try to give them solutions when they just want to vent, right? She's like, you're going to mess up as a parent. She's like, but one of the biggest things I've learned is that if I can acknowledge that I was wrong or I messed up and go to my kid and say, you know what, Carly, I probably should have handled that situation a little bit differently. I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry that you had a bad game. And I kind of just hounded you about it in the car or, you know, that you you wanted to vent and I was trying to solve the solution. And then we both got frustrated, right? And she was like, there's so much power in being able to go to your kid and go to your athlete and just say like, hey, I'm sorry I handled that situation that way. And mm-hmm. she said it was a game changer for her and her mm-hmm. athlete. And she's like, and then, you know, they found that sometimes her athlete would take her frustration out on the mom Right. She had a bad day at gymnastics Mm -hmm. and she was able to go and be like, you know what, mom, I'm sorry I yelled. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I got frustrated. I'm sorry I slammed the car door. I'm sorry I sat in my bedroom door. Right. It just opened this really great communication, you know, moment for them where the mom was able to model kind of that, hey, I messed up and I'm going to apologize for it. And then we're going to put a plan in play to, you know, kind of fix this. And, you know, that was such a valuable moment, you know, for me as a mental performance coach because. I've never had that experience where I've had to mm-hmm. apologize to my child or my athlete for how I've responded. And, you know, I 
it kind of got me thinking, you know, there's probably some athletes I used to coach that deserve an apology for how I, you know, handled situations or how I spoke to them. But it was just such a great kind of insight from that own Mm -hmm. parent perspective of you're going to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Just like your kid's not always going to be perfect, neither are you as a parent. And that is almost more valuable than getting the communication piece Mm -hmm. perfect every time. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. I mean, going to the basis of psychology, right? Like you are the way you are because of what you see as a child, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that though that puts a lot of pressure on parents, you know, but we recognize you're not going to be perfect, but your child is modeling your behavior. So Mm -hmm. if you are pissed off and you are slamming doors and you're cussing your child out for whatever is happening at sport, what do you think that they're going to do? They may shut down or they might do the same thing, you know? So I think it's like very important to hone in on the fact that be aware of what you're doing. As much as you aren't perfect, your child's not going to be perfect either, but be aware of what's happening because your child is seeing it and they will probably model that behavior, good or bad. Right, and they might think that, like, if you're acting that way, that's how I should act, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like if you're getting upset every time they make a little mistake or, like, they have a bad game and you're just, like, kind of just having that outburst, they think, like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to react in this situation. I'm supposed to be, like, angry at that and slamming doors. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they learn a lot from you and so I know that does kind of put a lot of pressure on parents but um just being mindful of that aspect too. But I think it's like you don't have to be perfect but acknowledging that you maybe mm-hmm. messed up right and, yes. and, and you are creating a plan with your yeah. child to try to figure out like all right how can we be- behave better this isn't working mm-hmm. for us right? yeah right. What, what's yeah. the plan what's the solution to you know, I don't want to come home slamming doors and cussing right. you out. Yeah. Like, no one wants that. That's <laughs> right. not fun for Exactly. Right? So let's create a plan together. And if I do it, you can do it too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think even on that modeling topic too, behaviors of um, even before games mm-hmm. or competitions or whatever, like understanding, again, is pressure with the parent. But mm-hmm. if you're nervous and you're displaying that no matter how how it looks or what it is mm-hmm. your, your kids are going to feel more nervous 100 <laughs> percent and they are have nervous. you guys ever it's had that have you ever had that happen <gasps> i think i remember you, you talk i remember you talking about it with your mom oh yeah no my mom i did a lot of gymnastics in my life and you know i was pretty good at beam my mom never watched me compete yeah beam she would ne- she'd leave yep. the facility she'd literally go to the car and so i was like well, dang, if mom's that nervous to just watch me, like I'm going to be nervous as heck up there, right? Yeah, and like, so yeah, have you had that? Oh my gosh. Like my, I, I would see my dad in the stands just like pacing yeah. back and forth because he's just like so nervous. Like he can't like sit still. And like my mom like wouldn't talk to me during like uh, before some of my races because she's just like so, she's so anxious and she mm-hmm. and I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Big All the now. people I trust are right. so nervous. Yeah, then right. what is yeah. that teaching me? And again, like parents, you. my mom yeah. said it was yeah. the – my mom played collegiate volleyball, played in high school. She was very successful as an athlete. So was my dad. And she's like, me having to watch you play was more nerve-wracking than any uh, game yeah, I was yeah. ever at. So I can understand and imagine for parents having to watch your kid at any level mm-hmm. play a sport is just a next-level anxiety stress. Oh, I can't even but wrap my head around finding it. finding some way – and I 
hiding it. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but finding the best way to even just come out and be like, you got this. You know, it it is scary. It is a nerve wracking. It's a big game or whatever it is. And I'm nervous too, but you're going to go in there. You've done this. Like kind of having that modeling behavior of like acknowledging that nervousness a little bit. Normalizing it. Normalizing it. You're allowed to be nervous before a game. And then being able to say, okay, but what did you do? What can we bounce on from your sources of confidence? Yep. What are what have you done well this weekend at your tournament or the previous games? Kind of being able to guide them down that path to like reiterate, okay, mm-hmm. this is good. Mm-hmm. Like you got this, you yeah. know? Yeah. I had an athlete that um, she came to me and her dad was her coach and she was just like, I feel like going into any competition, my parents are putting these crazy expectations on me, like to perform a certain way, to perform perfectly, to do X, Y, and Z. I was like, okay, so moving forward, before every single game, you guys are all sitting down as a family and you guys are writing goals for for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? What you guys all agree on, right? What do you want to do? But you're all on the same page. So you are not assuming what your parents are thinking. Like, oh, my dad wants me to get this height or, you know, perform this way. Like, you're focusing on those goals. But you guys are all collaboratively as a family creating those together. And she was like, like, that changed my whole life. Going back to your point, Emily, of like, Planning, right? For and after, but having that plan in place when you know something is not working, create a plan as a family. You guys are a unit. You are a team. Just as much as your kid is on a team, you are also a team. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a – like we said at the beginning, you are a large part of your child's success Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just crazy because I think, you know, sport parents do not get enough credit for – not only do you have to pay – for everything. And, you know, that is a stress in and of itself. Take you have to be getting them to and from practices while also usually juggling other kids yeah. getting to and from practices. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you, you do have this pressure of like, I need to know how to handle these situations. I need to know how to, you know, get this one kid. Maybe they need to be relaxed and my other child needs to be really pumped up. Right. There's so so much that sports parents do that they just do not get enough credit for. And, you know, I like think all their weekends being booked. Yeah. Oh and I was like one of our um, coworkers, Laura, she has a few kids and she's like, I'm at a baseball game or a sporting event <laughs> every weekend. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go sit on my couch at home. Yeah. Like, better, right? you know, yeah. So. And so I think it's just one of those like, it's all about planning and planning in the moments where there's no emotions, right? It is where you can be level headed so that when you get to those happy emotions or sad emotions, it's you just know what to do, right? It's it's just a default. We know that this is how we handle these situations, and you know, it's sports parents do not get enough credit. No. Is, I will say it until I'm blue in the face. And I think too, like I remember because now now that my mom and dad are out of it, right? Because me right. and my brother are both grown um, and not doing sports anymore. But like it is such a phase of time, and like you become you're just locked in, and you're going a thousand miles a minute. And I know we tell our kids all all the time and I tell myself mostly of like be present where you're at Mm -hmm. and be very grateful even amongst the stress and the excitement and the craziness and the long hours like this is such a cool time in life like I can't wait to have kids and hopefully cart them around to their activities you know some of my favorite stories come from the car rides to all of these you know competitions and you know some of like the memories that I cherish the most like with my dad my dad in particular like he just he embraced the role of being a gymnastics dad and he learned how to do my hair like we would have to go and sit at the hair salon for hours while he learned mm-hmm. how to do my hair and then every morning when he had to curl my hair into a ponytail with ringlet curls he'd strap on a tool belt and he had like the curler in one the hairspray <laughs> awesome. in another like and that is one of those things that it 
was stressful and I hated when my dad had to do my hair because it didn't look as good as when mom did it. But like, that's one of the moments that I look back on and like, I don't remember any of the gymnastics surrounding it, but I remember that. And Mm -hmm. it's just such a... That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my mom and my grandma, we were a pact. We went for all my club tournaments. It was the three of us, three musketeers. We went everywhere. And like, I could literally cry right now just like thinking about (laughs) just how fun of a time that was. And even though like some of those years were literally, like we'd go to the tournaments and we'd be like, what the heck's going to happen this weekend? What's going to go wrong? Like, why are we spending all this time? But like thinking back, it is truly, truly so memorable. And like, I'm... I would never give that time back for anything, you know? So I think even just being mindful of amongst the stress, giving yourself some credit for just the cool memories and hopefully reminding your kids of that too. And Emily, where you got in sports, you know, if it wasn't for going to all those long weekends, tournaments, like – Maybe you want to have played Division One volleyball. Yeah. Right. You know, it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about. So. Right. And yeah. And I know, like, um, my dad always said, like, his favorite time of year is Father's Day because that was the weekend that um, was New Balance Nationals. And as a family, we would drive down to Greensboro and we would spend the weekend there. Aww. And he's like, I just loved watching my kids race, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. for Father's Day. He was like, it was the best Father's Day gift. And so, like... I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, like, I'm literally going to cry. <laughs> yeah, so, and, like, and, like, we, oh, my gosh, we had, like, the best time. I raced horribly at nationals. <laughs> season, was too, season was too long at that point. But, like, it like it was just so fun, like, going there and, like, just watching the meet and, like, being with my family and, like, just all of those moments. And maybe that's I a big point, too, is just, like, thanking your kids for letting you be a part of it. And yeah. any athlete, go thank your parents right yes. now. Right. Like, Definitely. seriously. And I think, you know, that's just a, such a good point that, you know, your it's parents are doing so much, so much for you and you don't even realize mm-hmm. the memories and the, you know, the things you are learning about life from having mm-hmm. to go through this. Like, it's just... Both it's ends. special. Yeah, it, yeah. It's special. And I think this is, you know, when we say we get a little existential, like this is a really great moment for that. But, you know, yeah. don't let the mistakes maybe they make sometimes or the right. bad outweigh yeah. all the amazing right. and great and sacrifices that yeah. they're making for you. Yeah. So for sports sure. parents, you are more appreciated than, yeah. than yeah. you know. And even for us and how we communicate with our parents, it's like we cannot thank parents enough for allowing their kids to seek out this service and for letting them work on the mental side of their game. You know, I say that's all my athletes like you are such a small percentage of the Mm -hmm. athlete population that is Mm -hmm. choosing to focus on this. And your parents are seeking out the source, whether you're asking them to look for it or they see it and they know you need it like you're fine. They're finding this resource. Like we exist mm-hmm. online and you're all the way down in Florida or Texas or Minnesota or Wherever Nebraska. Are, yeah. Like yeah. we have clients all over and they find us. Right. And yeah. it's, it's so cool that these parents are taking this time to find any resource for their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, you know, the parents of our clients, thank you. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, we're very grateful to have the chance to just do this. Right. Like yeah. we say it's still work. You still got to get your butt up and go to work all the time. But right. we have so many of the this is why we do this mm-hmm. moments. And we wouldn't get any of those if it weren't for the parents, you know, willing to sign their kids up. And, yeah. you know, and for the kids that are willing to sit there on an hour long Zoom call every yeah. week amongst their big, the busy in. schedules. Yeah. So, you know, it's sports are pretty cool. They yeah. are stressful and there's a lot of ups and downs. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like. It is really freaking cool what all these kids are doing, what all these parents are helping really them do. Cool experience, yeah. Yeah. So, 
yeah, so we went on a little tangent there about <laughs> being grateful and being thankful, but that's, no, I think it's so necessary and so needed. And sometimes parents do need to hear that because they probably don't hear it enough. But mm-hmm. going back, big piece here of this whole entire episode is just understanding that communication that you have with your athlete, understanding how they communicate mm-hmm. with you. Do they need to vent or do they need a solution? big, huge thing to work on, implement that into your day-to-day routines, even if it's not related to sports, they're coming home from school. I know every parent hates, how was school today? It was good. That's it. That's all you got for me. (laughs) I don't remember anything you did today. Yeah. Yeah. They were just in school for eight hours. They don't want to talk about it, (laughs) you know? So implementing that, and I think, too, just, like, creating a plan, Mm -hmm. being able to, like, figure out what the best plan of attack is for after that game, no matter what the situation is of what happens, understanding that they do need the space, understanding, like, I'm here for you when you need it, when you're ready, um, helping them build that autonomy. Because if you're doing that now, when they're in middle school, high school, like, you are creating such good foundations for them as they become an adult. Having autonomy is the biggest piece, and I feel like a lot of kids aren't getting that nowadays. (laughs) So we try and really build that um, with all the athletes at Independence and just, like, expressing their emotions and feeling okay Mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know anything else to chime in about that. I think think those are our big ones understanding how you communicate. And like I said, if you're willing to listen to us here today and willing to try even just a couple of those things, um, I guess the other thing, figuring out, trying to be a little more self-aware too for you as a parent of how you're modeling some of the things Mm -hmm. that you're feeling and some of the things that you're doing. And that may be a whole nother tangent of how to work on yourself, right? right? But if you're willing to look into that and look into yourself to see how to adjust or how to communicate a little differently based on what you do do, then that's a huge thing that can we can hopefully help you take away from this today Absolutely. too yeah, sure. but parents or athletes if you guys have anything any good things that you guys do mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. that have worked for your child please let us know yeah love yeah. learning from everyone Absolutely. And, yeah. and other tools and tips yeah love learning from parents and hopefully we can teach parents too mm-hmm. yeah despite everything but cool okay well thank you guys and we will see you next time bye, bye. bye. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts.